All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. So let's all just take a moment to go around the room and say what we're all thankful for. I'll start. Stuart Skinner, my oh my, Liam. Tonight, it was all about Stuart Skinner. I'm also grateful for Chris Knobloch. We'll get into that one in just a bit. But I thank the lucky stars that Stu was in the crease this evening because, man, I don't know about you. That could have been a 7-1 game after 40 minutes. But the Edmonton Oilers do what the Edmonton Oilers do. Turn it around in the third period and defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 4-1. to one. Shout out Mr. Uremchuk. Shout out Pat on pregaming. They both predicted a 4-1 final. Pat even predicted a Warren Fogle tonight Ooh. as contract year Warren Fogle does his thing. But Liam, that game was arguably the worst period. That second period might have been the worst all season. It was definitely the worst I've seen with Chris Novel. <clears throat> then third period comes out. The blender comes out a bit. And we saw the numbers. The Columbus Blue Jackets are the worst third-period team in the NHL. That was quite evident. And the Edmonton Oilers, they're a Stanley Cup contending team. They turn it around in the third, and it was never in doubt, right, Liam? I never doubt this team. Never, ever, ever. Not even when they're down going into the third period against the New Jersey Devils, right? Dangerous Wade. Um, Yeah, pretty impressive third period. Pretty terrible second period. It's funny you say that's the worst. You know, this game mirrored to me in many ways 
their effort against the Chicago Blackhawks a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, okay, like how are you being, how are you not absolutely dominating this team of no names? Granted, the Blue Jackets have a few, a much more notable roster than what Chicago had that night, but it's just like, what is going on here? Like, how are we getting outworked so much? How is there so many turnovers? It was just, there's so little flow to the game. And then all of a sudden, you go to the line blender a little bit. I don't even know who was on what line, to be honest. By the end of it, just kind of all guys were just out there playing, but they they found a way and proved to themselves again that they're the best team in the league right now. But uh, the, what I'm most grateful for, Aaron, you said Stuart Skinner, I'm most grateful for Queen because don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. We were just singing that right before we all went live right here. Liam got it so stuck in my head. I even had to look up some of the words. Shout out Queen. Shout out Stuart Skinner. Shout out Nobby. Shout out you, Liam. And everybody inside the Booster Juice YouTube chat, I should say, hello and welcome to Oilers Nation after a 14th straight W. Pinch me because I must be dreaming right now, Liam. That one was a good one. I can't even... I can't even keep track of what's going on in this chat right now. I know I did see Corey Perry was in the chat. We can add him to the list of Edmonton Oilers in here. He says, put me in, coach. But, Liam, you mentioned it there that this game was eerily similar to the Blackhawks one earlier. Me and Pat, to close out pre-gaming, we were saying, you know, I'm a little worried that they could take them lightly. And I went out of my way to say, you know, I thought that game against the Blackhawks gave them such a scare that, no, nah, they won't do that again tonight. They'll be ready to go because this team is eerily similar. Why was I wrong about that one? Those first 40, they were rough. They were rough. But as I said, the Edmonton Oilers pulled through. Let's just talk about it now. We'll get into it a bit. Stuart Skinner, from the beginning of that game, I don't know how many shots the Blue Jackets had before the Oilers got one. He was all over the ice. He was he was in it early, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And Stuart Skinner, without his play in the first and second period, Liam, seriously, I'm not joking when I say this could have been seven to one. Oh yeah, there was um, there was that one in the first period where he was literally like just diving around. I think it was still zero zero at the time, and he's like literally like throwing himself across the crease, a bit like a like a soccer goalie almost. It was it was football, quite, Liam, football, ball, my sincerists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but sometimes you need your goalie to be your best player. And the Oilers really needed Stuart Skinner to be their best player tonight. And he did it in numerous points in the game. And he was great. Did my camera freeze? Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes, I am it did. done. And now, right. and now you're off the screen. But I'll continue to power through. <sighs> I thought, I mean, shout out to Stuart Skinner for his play there. We all know. We'll get into it. We'll unpack it all. But for the first 40 minutes, that was that was eerily similar to the Edmonton Oilers of earlier this season with the giveaways in your own end. The thing was, there was even giveaways in the offensive end tonight that was quickly headed back down the ice our way. Shout out to Stu. That glove save on Johnny Hockey, hanging in the Louvre. I just, I'll never get sick of Stuart Skinner making plays like that. And when it comes against a guy like Johnny Hockey, and he's just, oh, he's holding on to it for dear life. Stuart Skinner, never in doubt. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to get... Oh, oh, I'm here. For just a slight moment, but here, I'll power through. Let's get into it here. We'll start now with the Greta scoring summary brought to you by the one, the only Greta Bar Yeg. He said on Thursday night, the Edmonton Oilers were down at Greta. Be like the Oilers, win 14 in a row, 
Go party at Greta. It's the spot for all your pre or post game needs. Enjoy any of their unreal features from incredible drink deals, delicious street food, awesome games, and my personal favorite, the ice cold beer. Go check out Greta. They're the best. And you know, my personal favorite bar in the city. All right, we're going to do this without Liam for a little bit while he tries to get his stuff going. Oh, I see he's going to come back in. Who knows? Maybe he'll join us. Pat, let's get a look at the first one if we have it there. The Edmonton Oilers get on the score sheet early. It's power play two. I said tonight that I was predicting the Edmonton Oilers power play to get back on track. I will be honest. I didn't think it was going to be PP2, but you see it. It's, he's been the man lately. It's him and Ryan McLeod, but Warren Fogle able to score this one. He's banging away at it. Shout out to, I believe that was Evander Kane, right? Going down the wing, make a simple play, throw it in front of the net. Fogle gets half wood on it, quarter wood on it, whatever you can say. It squeaks past Elvis Merzlikens. And right there, you thought, okay, we grabbed the one nothing lead. The Edmonton Oilers probably shouldn't give this one up for the rest of the game. Things should be smooth sailing from there. They were not. I mean, even the start was really touch and go with these Oilers. Then in that first period, the Jackets get on the board. You saw here. Well, pr pretty excellent pass. I can't lie. Oh, my God. There he is. And there's <laughs> Liam's eyeballs as he was. He couldn't get his eyes off that goal right there. <sighs> really rough play behind the nets. Was it? I believe it was Sam Gagne, right? Yeah. Falls right here. Dives. Did look like an older gentleman on that one. <laughs> Quite the sprawling image. I'm going to delete that one from my memory. Liam Stewart Skinner, what are you going to do right here? He was playing the shot. He was facing it straight on. That's not on him. I don't want to pick on Sam Gagne, but that was a brutal turnover. Um, tonight might have been Sam Gagne's worst game in his return, unfortunately. It was a, it was a tough goal for Papa Oil. We didn't see him a lot in the third period. When he did come on late, he gave away that penalty right at the end of the game. But sometimes the game's just just going to pass you by some nights. And I'm not upset about Sam Gagne. I mean, he had a huge goal the other night against Calgary. And he's going to have those nights, right? That's why you bring in guys like Corey Perry and you can kind of put a bit of a rotation on. He's not a guy that's going to be in the lineup every night anyway, Gagne. But tough one to turn the puck over there. But like you said, like if Skinner's going to make that save, it's going to be the save of the season. So. Hey, Stuart Skinner's made a couple saves of the season that I think could be out there. And I won't lie, Pat, I know that you, I think, had put it in the chat. Can't lie. I did for a moment think that Stuart Skinner did stop that puck the way he was sprawling all over. And just the way he's been lately, you wouldn't put it past him to be able to snag that one in his glove. Unfortunately, he didn't. But uh, yeah, there you see it. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, Pat, I don't want to look at it again. I don't want to look at it again. Go off the screen. <laughs> Sam Gagne, a rough night for him. He only played seven minutes and 44 seconds. And you mentioned it. They didn't see him a lot in that final frame. And then when you did, well, we'll leave it at just there. We move along, though, to what do you know? Okay, we're going to go with this one. Actually, Pat, pull this one off for a moment. Let's talk about the disallowed goal here, Liam. Once again, the Edmonton Oilers. If we don't lead the league in disallowed goals at this point, I don't know who does. I feel like we must have last season once again. I like the play from Connor McDavid. It was on the four-on-three power play, I want to say-ish, yep. I think it was. I had bet the Bouchard power play points, so I'm in my living room jumping around, celebrating real fast, and it took 
a five second review to tell me that that one was offsides. But I did like the play from Connor McDavid because he went down the wing on the power play there, read the situation, couldn't have the pass. He noticed good Branson was dropping low, taking away the pass and whatnot. So he recycled, goes around, does the same thing with Bush, goes up around good Branson, snipes. I love that from Connor McDavid. He said, okay, I know how you're going to play this one. That's how I'm going to react to what you're doing. Obviously, it didn't count. That sucks. Suck for Bordy's bankroll. Shout out Betway. But Liam, I love that from Connor McDavid. That's just one of the many reasons why he's the best player in the NHL. He sees the game super fast. He computed that one. He's like the Kawhi Leonard robot out there. And I know it didn't count, but that was a beautiful play. Yeah, it's... It was a great goal, wasn't it? For something that, that didn't count. It would be nice to see the highlight reel. We definitely have a top 10 by this point. Only, I think it takes a special kind of player to to make those kind of plays, right? And we all know how good Connor McDavid is. But it's kind of funny, too, when you, like, Merce Lickens actually had a pretty good game, all things considered. And he's a good goalie. And the way Connor McDavid was able to catch him off guard and, like, the position that Merce Lickens was in when that puck went in, reminded me of just like be a league goaltending. And that's not to dis- be disrespectful to Ms. Lickens, but like the position is just like, kind of like a guy you would see in Bay league. Like, Oh, I kind of got tangled up in myself. And now all of a sudden the puck's in the back of the net. So it's uh yeah, good goal. That will never, they'll never make the highlight reels. It'll never see the light of the day. Shout out Pat quick producing work to bring that one in there. But you saw what I was talking about. He went down the wing Noticed it wasn't going to be there. Pulls it back. Yeah. Regroups. Boosh. There's my power play point that I wanted. Oh, so bad. Goes top cheds. You got to love that one. And I like the I like the beer league goalie analogy right there. But once again, I thought Merz Lincolns was good. Yeah, we too. said it on pregame. And for as much shit as this guy gets all over the place, he's got a pretty good record. He's got an above 900 save percentage on a team like this. Got to give the guy credit where credit is due. Moving along in the scoring summary. The third period Oilers, dude, snap their fingers. I'll, I want to give love to Chris Knobloch. We will later in the show. The line blender, he does it so much less than Jay Woodcroft used to. Woody, it felt like after 10 minutes in the period, he would turn it over and change it up and do whatever he needed to do. Knobby clearly recognized this wasn't working well for the first 40 minutes. That second period was awful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it anyway. He makes a couple changes, and what do you know? Under five minutes into the game, let's take a look at it here. Our boy Evander Kane, he gets his 15th on the season. Out at the point here, nice blast from down. Nuge got a stick on it. You heard it hit the post. Fogel got a crack at it off the pad. Evander Kane finishes it up. Been a theme all season for these Oilers. There's been lots of third period comebacks where they don't have their A game through 40 minutes. You got to go simple, get the puck on the net, start banging away. And what do you know? You had three opportunities right here. Evander Kane able to finish it off. Yeah, a guy that probably needed one more than most people on the roster. The only other guy, obviously, is uh, Connor Brown. Um, but that's uh, that's another headline for this team. But yeah, Evander Kane. I think he's done really well the last few games, to be honest, been able to create some chances, obviously got the assist on uh, Warren Fogel's opening goal as well. So great game for Van Kane, one of the best we've seen from him in a while from an offensive standpoint. And I really believe in this guy and I know he's taken a lot of criticism, but again, like I feel like he's just kind of gone through the motions of a bit of an injury here that we've just not 
been full dis- fully disclosed to you, right? And I, I think we're on the other side of it now. And he's playing well. And at the end of the day, he's gone through a large slump this season. And now it's his 15th goal of the year. How bad, how bad are things really, right? Like I, I he's a he's an effective player, and tonight proved that him and him and Fogel have a little bit of chemistry going there. And I, I really liked that from from Evander Kane. I like Evander Kane and Warren Fogel, but you mentioned it right there, Evander Kane. What a champagne problem to have if the guy has 15 goals on the season and you're saying he's not performing. He's been battling injury all year, but you said he's been hot as of late. He had three shots tonight. Previous games, he had four, two, six, four. I'm starting to see him start ripping the puck. He even missed the net a couple times, but that's with the Vander. He is always looking to take the puck down low, the play to the net, shoot the puck. You can't score if you don't shoot. I love that from Evander Kane. And you saw some relief on his face out there. He was yeah. happy. He was happy to get that one. Moving along in said scoring summary, what a third period for these Edmonton Oilers. Is Connor McDavid can't be denied twice as the puck here. Oh, nice. We're going to get the replay right here. Captain is able to convert. It was a little, little touch and go there. You didn't know what actually happened. The puck came down low to dry who fed it out front to Connor, and he scores. Yeah, here you go. You're going to get a look at it. Battling down low, working it, working it. Puck up top, down to the dry on the on the half wall right there. Out in the slot for Connor McDavid. Barely even got any wood on that one, as you kind of saw. Yeah. Just kind of flubbed in, made its way in. Zach Hyman with the screen right in front. And as you see, the man got absolutely wrecked into Elvis Merzlikens. You were worried. You saw Zach Hyman in the blue paint. You saw the goalie sprawled all over the ice. Hand up. I went, oh, my God. Not again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this seriously can't happen. Louis talked me off the ledge. He was very confident that, hey, he was pushed into it. It's clear as day right here. What's a guy supposed to do? He's not even really in the blue paint. And then he gets yeah. knocked over. Shout out, Hyman. That one won't show up on the score sheet. But that's worth a secondary assist in my books. It's a... Uh... I mean, it's clear and obvious that he couldn't do anything in that situation, but it did make me chuckle a little bit when you kind of see him towards the end of the clip. Like it didn't look like he maybe interfered with him a little bit, but there was no like there was no way to prove that, of course. Like because, and just in the sense of, like, I think Hyman embellished it a little bit extra, but yeah, McDavid got on the board, and it was fifty-five seconds between the goals or whatever it was, and they need they needed it right, so. Don't have a lot to add for that goal, Aaron, but it was uh it was nice. Hey, Zach Hyman, shout out is in the chat right there. It says perfect screen with a little kissy face. I love every one of you inside the Booster Juice YouTube chat. If there is still an Euler personality that you have not seen be created, I want you to go out there and create that one because I want a full 20-man roster in every one of these shows, pre and post game. I need you guys to help me break down the game as well. You guys are out there on the ice. I can use you once again. Maybe do me a favor, smash the like button. Make sure you are subscribed to the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. We got lots coming. Hey, Pickard says we love you, Boardsy. I'm going to get that one framed, Liam. I'm getting that one and putting that one in the studio. You can't prove that's not the real Calvin Pickard. But moving along here, Dylan Holloway, two games back, two points. Point per game player on the fourth line. You got to love it. Nobby, once again, he made some line changes right there. Sorry, Adam Ernie. I see, I see you in the chat right there. Hey, there's so many ways that you can look at this one. Shout out Brett Kulak. Great play on there. But Liam, is Connor Brown, Connor Brown, the most snake bitten person that you've ever seen play the game of hockey right now? 
Shout oh. out to Dylan Holloway. Oh, Liam's gone again. Shout I out to that. Dylan Holloway. He is able to get his stick on that one. Pokes it on home. But Connor Brown, you poor, poor soul. There was even a point earlier in the game. Two on one. Him and Evander Kane. Evander Kane lays out the perfect pass. And it straight up just hops over Connor Brown's stick. He was in the perfect position. You have to think at some point that he must be in his own head at that moment. Because I saw 28 going down the ice. All I thought, please feed him the puck. Please feed him the puck. Perfect pass from Evander Kane, of all people. And he's not able to do it. But shout out, Connor is in the chat. I saw some of you guys debating earlier before we even started the show. Still kind of shitting on Connor Brown. Somebody said, well, he got an assist tonight. And then the argument was, well, it's a secondary assist. And that's that's not the one you want. I don't, beggars can't be choosers, brothers. We're we're taking whatever Connor Brown points we can get. Liam, are you still there? I think I, I see you. I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. I just can't see you. I don't know why this is happening. Usually, for people on the outside looking in here, this usually happens when I have another program open that I'll display my camera. But I can promise you there is nothing on this laptop right now, unless it's my calendar that is showing my camera. So in the meantime, I'm trying to figure out how BM gets his, like, do you know when he comes on and he puts on his oh, little, yeah. I don't know how he does that. Um, you know what? We're not going to do this right here, but I, I believe it's in general somewhere. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to move along. You try and figure that Wait, out. I have a, I have a, I have a point on Connor Brown. If you don't mind. Hit me. So it's kind of funny. You're saying how snake burn he is. So he has a great chance against Calgary where he puts it right back into uh Dan Vladar. And then you look at this goal tonight <laughs> that Holloway gets and he literally like the whole left side of the net, I guess that would have been is wide open for him to put the puck in. But somehow, some way that man just couldn't buy one. And he just puts it right into, right into Ms. Lickens and, that's it. He's, I don't, I'm not convinced he's ever going to get one. It's, I mean, at this point, we love Connor Brown. I think he's been great lately. Yep. He's been an asset to this team. He's great on the penalty kill. He's had chances galore the last couple of games. That's the thing that is just so makes you want to beat your head against the wall, for lack of a better word. It will come one day. And frankly, we might, we might have to stick to Connor Brown map to just one game a week because I don't want to keep picking on this guy because he's trying so hard. And even there at the end of the game, I believe it was, was it Connor Brown, Dylan Holloway? And I want to say Ryan McLeod were out there on the ice together. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought they showed some good chemistry at the end of the game. Shout out Nobby. Shout out that line blender. The Edmonton Oilers defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of four to one. The shot totals. 28-24 for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But the number that you look at, five shots for the Jackets in the third period, 11 for the Oilers. They absolutely shut things down in that period. Really from the get-go, Columbus looked like a team that is full of young players that can play 40 minutes, the full 60. I know it's such a cliche to say to play the full 60, but if you look at that third period goal differential for these Columbus Blue Jackets, it's a real thing for young teams, and they showed it tonight. They weren't really ready for it. I was going to ask Liam a question, but I see he just bounced out again. He's back and forth all over the place. The Oilers tonight, one for two on the power play, so you do like that. The ironic part is that it came from power play two out there. We did get a PP1 goal 
called back. That was a Connor McDavid one. You like to see that shots were pretty much even 28 for the Jackets, 24 for the Oilers. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The Edmonton Oilers, I say it all the time. You guys always chirp me. They don't ask how. They ask how many. Let's move along here in the show. It's everybody's favorite part, the good, the bad, the oily, brought to you by the good folks over at Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than making memories or sharing memories. That's making new ones. You'd think I know this ad read. I've done this only a hundred times. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. The good tonight, I think anyone who watched that game for a couple minutes could have figured out, let's say for the first 40 minutes, it's Stuart Skinner. I started the show saying, let's all go around the room of what we're grateful for. Stuart Skinner tonight. I there's There's not enough words in the English language for me to describe his excellent play. He kept a minute from the start. That could have been such a dead building arguably 10 minutes into the game, the energy could have been sucked out of there. It wasn't. Stu stands tall. What did he have on the nights as I'm looking through here? He once again, let's just make it clear. Another game does not allow more than two goals against tonight. He only has one 27 saves on 28 shots. Good enough for a 964 save percentage. That save percentage number just continues to climb as the goals against continues to go down. Uh, if Liam's not here, Pat, if you ever want to hop in, you can hop in and hang out, or we can just listen to my <laughs> open diary and my thoughts right here. Uh, Pat, sure. what did you do Stuart Skinner tonight? He was clearly the MVP out there. This team, we would have been, we would have been dead in the water without him. It is one thing you mentioned that I didn't think about. Uh, like you're so thankful for Stuart Skinner because you know watching that he made so many incredible saves, obviously, uh, but. Not for a second was I like, oh, thank God Pickard wasn't in there. But you're, I think if he was, like you said, it's a completely different game. We don't make it to that third period 1-1. I, I'm trying to think of one specific example of Stewart being an absolute monster. But uh, besides the Goudreau breakaway, there was like four or five different scenarios where we easily could have been down a couple goals. So, I mean, he's playing elite right now. It's It's hard to even explain. There's no other way to put it. Let's see what our other guy has to say about it as well. I do see him oh, once back. again. Yeah, there he is. Now. Stuart Skinner is the good. He's the MVP of tonight. 27 saves, 28 shots. Man was lights out from the very beginning of the game. It's honestly, it's crazy that this is what you come to expect with Stuart Skinner on this run right now. Mm-hmm. You worry it could fall apart at one day. I'm sorry. I feel bad for Connor Calvin Pickard is in the chat right now because I said I thank the stars that it was Stu, not Picks. We don't know. <laughs> Could have played that well, but in reality, Stuart Skinner, he does it yet again, Liam. Yeah, he's been fantastic, especially in the third period for the Oilers. I figured it out today is a 9-63 before coming into this game in the third period on this little win streak. So it's probably at what, like 9-67 or something like that now, maybe a little bit more. He's been clutch. I think it's a good way to put it when the others need him the most. The fact his save percentage is even close to 9-10 at the moment is um, impossible. Insane. <laughs> yeah, like it's it just doesn't seem real. But yeah, he was the good again tonight. The other's best player on the ice for 60 minutes. Without a doubt. Sometimes your goaltender, he has to steal you a game. Tonight, I really thought he did that, at least for 40 minutes. Hey, 
We added one. We added one in the chat, Liam. Matthias Ekholm is here right now. Uh, I noticed somebody in here earlier. I think it was Calvin Pickard saying he wanted to give a lot of love to Matthias Ekholm. The Viking is just, he's just Mr. Consistency out there. What did he log tonight for minutes? Taking a look in here. Where is his name? Matthias Ekholm, 22 minutes and 20 seconds. The man, the man just eats minutes. Good play left, right, and center. Let's move along here to the bad. This one's obvious. It was the first 40 minutes of this hockey game. The thing is, is once again, Liam, I was, while this is bad, the good that comes out of it, I was never in doubt. I was never worried. I was never nervous. A, you're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets and they showed their third period numbers. But I thought I've seen enough from these Edmonton Oilers lately that they're going to turn around in the third period. But let's focus on the first 40. Giveaways, left, right, and center. Slow skating. The Columbus Blue Jackets were just the hungrier team. They were faster on pucks, quicker, winning battles. I said earlier, there was turnovers in the offensive end for the Oilers that were just stupid passes, went back the other way. Obviously, there was that in the D zone as well. I don't know what was going on for these first 40 minutes. It's a Tuesday game. They had two days of rest. Maybe they took them lightly. Maybe they read the records. Maybe they watched pre-gaming with Boardsy before the game. But Liam, those first 40, arguably the worst we've seen all season. And that's saying something. Yeah, they, they weren't very good to the standard that we've become used to over this little run. Very flat, outworked pretty much every single shift. Spent most of the time in the defensive zone. The one piece of credit I'll give them is they were they were fairly poised in the defensive zone. They were never really overwhelmed themselves, not based off the, the pressure that Columbus was putting on. So I'll give them credit for that. But disappointing, I think, to play down to your opponent to, to that level, especially from what we saw in the third period where they just elevated their game to another level. And we're like, okay, let's just get this over with and get out of here. It's like, okay, just do that in the first and second period and we can just breeze through the third. But the Oilers' way is keeping us on the edge of our seats for the entire game, good or bad. Yeah, I guess you can say it was more exciting that way. I would have loved to have taken a boring blowout game tonight, but hey, it's another it's another W added to the column. One of my buddies actually told me that you know how like pitchers when they get K's and like the guys in the stands put K's down oh, and they yeah. rack them all up. He said, we should start adding W's to the studio. I'm not going to do that because I'm not messing with anything that's been going on. I'm still drinking out of the same cup. We're not changing a single thing over here at Oilers Nation. Let's move along here to the Oily. And tonight, I wanted to give the love to the line blender with Chris Nobla. The Edmonton Oilers simply did not have it for the first 40 minutes. You had the confidence that they would turn around. I don't know what he says in those intermissions, I hope they're watching film because they they straight up adjust just so well right from the get-go. I believe they loaded the top line, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Hyman, to start the game. Then they had Nuge, Kane, Fogel, which continued to work. They, Nuge can straight up play with any single player on the ice. I think that guy is the most, I think the word is cerebral. I think that's the word I want to use, or maybe I'm just trying to sound smart. He can do everything all over the ice. The line blender with Nobby. It's just tough because I always, and I shouldn't, I'm going to compare it to Jay Woodcroft. It's just, it's naturally what you're going to do. I felt like Woody was so quick to the line blender. Sometimes he didn't give him another, didn't give him enough time to maybe get it going. We've always talked about Philip Broberg. If he made a mistake, he just sit his ass down at the end of the bench tonight, some subtle changes that straight up instantly worked. 
Yeah, they worked right away. And yeah, the the line blender thing was always Woodcroft's thing towards the end of his time, wasn't it? And that it's interesting because it's been 13 games and throughout the streak, there has been very tight, tight games. Like the others haven't blown out 13 wins in a row, right? Like, so it's interesting that it took this long to get a bit of McDavid and Drysaddle together, right? For it to get to that point, it was like, okay, like need a bit of magic here on a longer, longer stint than just after a penalty kill. So I, I'm glad he did it because I think it needed to happen. There was clearly nothing. There was no mojo. Like you look at the Montreal game, it's like, yeah, well, they have 44 shots. His lines are working. The Chicago game was weird. I think they might have even changed them up a little bit there, but line blender was necessary tonight. I'd be shocked if David Nuge and Hyman don't play together on uh, Chicago. I wouldn't be surprised if Holloway gets elevated to that third line. I really. Matthias Yamark is just not the guy on that line. Like, I mean, I like the guy. I think he brings good speed and good quickness to the game. Penalty killing. Great penalty killer. The end of the day is one more goal in Connor Brown this season. <laughs> and I'm not looking to pick on him, but he's not a guy you can like look to for offense, right? Like Holloway, I like him as your fourth line center, but until you find that third line left winger, then maybe it is Holloway that needs to play on the left wing there on the third line. I think Dylan Holloway, in limited ice time, you see it. He just has it. He's a very good player. He's only going to continue to get better. The fact he's producing, I know it's just been two games, but he's grabbed a point in each of them. He just seems to play the right way. He's all over the ice. I want to see him get more minutes. You know my dream is Dylan Holloway, Evander Kane, and Corey Perry. I, I could never get enough of that one. That would be a beautiful sight to see. You know what else would be a beautiful sight to see, Liam? A hundred likes at least in the YouTube video right now. Mm. I see we're sitting at 82. Pat, flash that one back up there. Who said that? Oh, that was me. Cloud Holloway Brown. Sean. Yeah, Sean. I'm even okay with that one as well. I don't want to shit on Matthias Yanmark, but Connor Brown has been the biggest smoke screen for Matthias Yanmark this season because we all just focus our energy on him. We forget that Matthias Yanmark Hasn't produced a lot. Sure, is that what you want from Matthias Yanmark? Not necessarily what you're paying him for. You're not paying him a lot, but oh, you no. want to see more production. But one final thing on the line blender. I forgot what it was like to see McDavid and Dreisaitl together out there at 5v5. It's been such a luxury this season to split those two up and have the dominating first line of Nuge, McDee, and Hyman. And then what you've got going with Dry on the second line. I'm not switching those lines again. I love the line blender mid-game when it's not rolling. Absolutely Thursday against the Hawks. You're rolling in with the same lineup and probably no Corey Perry. We don't want that distraction. I wonder if they would consider it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, to bring in Corey Perry. I just think there's a few guys tonight who are bad. <laughs> like, like Yamar, Gagne, and... Uh, I'm not going to throw Derek right in there. He had a few good shifts, but those two guys didn't didn't do a lot. I mean, it is Chicago at the end of the day, and you should be able to beat them, even with guys playing not very well. But uh, I wonder if they would be like, oh, I wonder if we should throw this guy in. Probably not. Probably just Nashville. But I bet it's thought about a little bit more tonight than it would have been yesterday. I understand the theory behind it, but on a 14-game win streak, I'm not messing with anything, and especially I'll, I'll mess with it on Saturday, but not Thursday against Chicago. I just don't want any of that. And selfishly, I don't want to go on Twitter. I don't want to go online and have to read more Perry Blackhawks bullshit. For forgive my language, I want to move along. I want to move forward. And Nashville, we kick off Corey Perry as the Edmonton Oiler. Okay, that does it for the good, bad, and oily. Brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Before we move along to our hot and cold performers, you just mentioned him. It was Derek Ryan, and you said his name. And I just have this thought. Derek Ryan must lead the league in getting absolutely blown up on the ice all over the place. It feels like two or three times a game, at least, that man is getting separated from his own body. He's getting split in half. He did it today on our own blue line. For an old man, that guy can sure take a hit and take a punch. He always jumps back up, gets back in the play. Sure, he's an undersized guy. I respect the absolute hell out of that, Liam. Derek Ryan, he's a, he's a human punching bag, but he keeps getting back up. Yeah, he's. I love Derek Ryan. It's so funny, though, isn't it? You're Derek right. Ryan! He's the one who just gets absolutely demolished. And you'd think a guy of his experience would know how to get out of the way. I guess you could say, right? But he's, it does seem like all the time he's getting blown up. And uh, yeah, it's, he's a unique player. A lot of people are saying in the chat, and I want to bring this up because I think it needs to be addressed, that Connor Brown isn't... Tr- it, we we should know that Connor Brown is trying to score goals. I don't think anyone out here on any of our shows at the moment is denying the effort that Connor Brown is putting into the game. I think he's a fantastic penalty killer for this team. I think he's actually been able to create a few chances, but he's not scored. I don't even think he's the worst. I, I would say he's probably the ninth best forward on this team right now. Ninth, tenth, whatever it may be. I think that narrative of him, we don't think he's not trying, is incorrect because we all think, I think we're all coming around to Connor Brown. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, shout out Connor Brown again. I just think he's not scoring goals. And at the end of the day, that's what matters the most. And that's what's going to be the narrative until he scores. And I will laugh at the fact that he has put these last two major chances right into the chest of the goaltender, despite having an open net on both of them. But I'm appreciative of Connor Brown's efforts recently. 
And he had that puck go over his stick on the two-on-one with yes, Vander Kane this game as well. But, but that yeah, was a brutal pass. Yeah, it's true. It wasn't <laughs> perfect, but once again, that's just the luck. That's just a rule that Connor yeah. Brown's on. But let's nip that in the bud right now. No one thinks that Connor Brown is not trying to score goals. He, nice. He's guaranteeing a goal. Oh, I'm going to bet on it. On Oh, man, why'd you have to say that, Connor Brown? You know I'm a weak, weak man. Shout out Betway. Um, but the thing with Connor Brown, no, he's obviously trying. He's been in great positions to score. He even looks like he's moving up the lineup. Frankly, I want him on the third line before I'd ever want Derek Ryan on the third line yeah. or Matthias Janmark. It's a matter of time. It will come. And once again, I've said this all season long after the 10 game point or whatever, we've made our bed. It's time to lie in it. All we can do is support this guy yeah. and trying to get him, get him going again. The Philadelphia Phillies this season, Trey Turner was ice cold at the plate. They were booing him. Then they had something go viral and they said, let's cheer him on. Every time he goes up to bat, immediately crush the home run out of the entire building. You got to support your boys and Connor Brown. We support you. Okay, we're moving along here to the hot and cold performers brought to you by the good folks at DoorDash. Liam. Ding dong. That's right. DoorDash has an amazing selection of local gems and the staples you need in a hurry too. You can try something new or get your favorite comfort food delivered right to your door for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off zero delivery fees and their first order of $15 or more. When you download the app, and enter the code NATION25. I love that I always say for a limited time, as we've been saying this for the entire season, but get your DoorDash orders in. Use the code, all capitals, NATION25. For me and my hot performer tonight, I might take the cop out, and because it can't be Stuart Skinner. He was already the good people, so hold on. Don't crucify me in the chat. I'm going Chris Nabla. I'm going Chris Knobloch for my hot performer. You could obviously go a couple guys. Kane gets on the sh- on the score sheet, two-point night, Warren Fogle. I think Chris Knobloch left a stamp on that game with the immediate line blender to start the third period. Worked immediately. The proof is in the pudding right there. Without that, I don't know where this team would have been at. Mm-hmm. Stuart Skinner, obviously a great game. But Liam, you got a hot performer. Maybe maybe one a little under the radar. Or if you, you pick whoever you want. I'll go with a guy who we spoke about on the show already, but I want to give him a little extra love. I'll say Evander Kane. Again, yeah. two points tonight, maybe even a third of my, I can't remember. Either way, two goals, uh, two points. Massive reason to why the Oilers were able to win tonight. If it wasn't for Kane, I don't know if the Oilers would have got the two points. And I'll, uh, I'll give a minor shout out to Vinny D as well for his penalty killing role and for put in uh, Johnny Gaudreau on his ass when he decided to stop looking at the play ahead of him. Vinny DeHarnay, there was a moment, I can't remember what period it was, it was the first or the second, Oilers were on the penalty kill, you all know what I'm talking about, and he ate two slap shots, or two shots at least, right at him, you could see him rolling around in pain and for the first one, and then he got back up, gets in the lane, I'm pretty sure he took the next one, off the glove or with the hand out there, continue to battle, skates over the bench. You see him just, he's hurting. He gets the old shoulder tap from coach behind him. That's a hockey player right there. That's a guy, six defenseman on your team. The only time he's going to get considerable minutes is the penalty kill. Sure, he gets considerable minutes. Maybe that's not the right phrase, but that's his element of his game is the PK blocking the shot. Matthias Eckholm says it better than anyone. Vinny and Skinny get the winnie. 
I love, I love our fans. I love everyone in the chat. And we did surpass 100 likes. We're at 116 right now. People, those are rookie numbers. Bump those numbers up. Let's get it going. I like Evander Kane for that one. And shout out, honorable mention to Vinny DeHarnay. If Brett was doing After Dark with me tonight, we would have spent 15 minutes talking about those shot blocks right there. But we'll leave it at that for what we got there. The cold performer. Ah, this one's kind of tough. Liam, do you have one? I got one that's kind of mean and I don't really want to do it. Would you like me to be the mean boy and say his name from hero to zero? Sam Gagne. (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it too, but he wasn't the best tonight, was he? And I think you could give a lot of guys a cold performance for their, uh, their performance in the first two periods, but I'll give it to Sammy G. Unfortunately, yeah, two mem- most memorable moments of the game for me was when he turned the puck over after maybe not the greatest pass from Vinny Dayane, but I don't think it was that bad. And then at the end of the game, when he put the overs on the penalty kill. So unfortunately, Sammy, you get my cold performer of the game. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, he was the only Edmonton Oiler that was a minus tonight, minus one. I said he played seven minutes and 44 seconds. He's an, he's an old dog. Sometimes he's not going to have it all there. He thought maybe against his former team, the Columbus Blue Jackets, yeah, who that's where he set his career high in points. That that stunned me that 50 yeah. was his career high. I don't know why. I assumed he got more with the Edmonton Oilers. Shootout goals don't count. Should have remembered that one as a lifetime Oilers <laughs> fan right there. Sammy G on the shootout. We all remember it was gold. Yeah, cold performer. Anybody in here? Yeah, okay. Shred, shred before dead says it here. Sam out, Perry in. I think it's the obvious move. I've read people saying it should be Connor Brown. Absolutely not. He's great on the penalty kill. He does too much for this team. Seven minutes and 44 seconds of Sam Gagne could easily be replaced by Corey Perry. I think Sam on Thursday, it might be might be your last. You're going to be your last one in the lineup for a little bit. Um, other names in here. Cold is tape to tape passes. Yeah, yep, that one could be fair. I also really like that name, Uncle E Town. It's a good that's, name. That's just kind of badass. I like that one in there. Um, yeah, Brown can skate. Yes, everybody. Yeah, everybody sport Connor Brown. And hey, we got to give a cold performer to someone. But it's an Edmonton Oilers W. So we live, we learn, we move along. Um, one thing I did. Hey, shout out to Gina. She says Gag set a new record as the first player. They have 14 game win streaks with two different teams. I love cherry pick stats like that. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Uh, You can make that one thing I want to bring up tonight, Liam, for these Oilers, the shot block, at least for the first 40 minutes, they brought it up on the panel. They brought it up at intermissions. Everyone, while the giveaways and turnovers, sloppy passes in their own end was bad. The Oilers showed their level of commitment to get back, crash in front of the net, Bury a guy, put your body on the line, block some shots, notably Vinny DeHarnay out there, but everyone was doing it. And I think that needs some love. We gave Stu some love, but there's a couple goals there, I'm sure, that could have been chances, or a couple shots that could have been chances that the boys blocked, got in front of, and got the puck out of the zone. Yeah, they did a good job of blocking the shots tonight. There's no doubt about that. And I think they've done a relatively good job of it over this little run here, too. But I don't like it when those numbers are elevated because it means they didn't have the puck. So it's like I, I, they were blocking big ones, and I don't get me wrong, but it's like oh, I hate it when it's like so noticeable how many shots they're blocking because then it means they're not 
having the puck so much. But credit to Vinny, like we said, he had he took a couple of big ones on the PK, and there was another big one there tonight. Too escaping my mind who it was, but the shot blockers were there. They put him on the skates, and they were effective. Damn right. It's all you can ask for with guys like that. Um, another one that I just randomly always write down random thoughts that I have in here. Also, Liam, the wave, I think it only started with like two minutes left in the third period. Great work from everybody in the building. Gold star to everybody Mm -hmm. in the building tonight. I was a little worried we were going to see something there, but Hey, we move along, but uh, I want to give this some love. Ryan McLeod, when that guy five V five takes the puck from our own end and enters the zone, seamlessly he looks like Connor mcdavid and can get things set up 5v5 no problem the cameraman even treats it like Connor. you know when they cut to the solo one shot and they fall him up the ice they do it with mcleod all the time i noticed it a couple of times tonight that is such a hard thing to do 5v5 take the zone and get things set up and get it cycling, but let alone doing it basically alone, slicing and dicing through the defense, then either rings it around, throws it back to the D, goes D to D. There, you're set up in the offensive zone. I really think Ryan McLeod needs love for that. We were worried about him earlier when he got put back down to 3C. Can he work the middle of the ice? Can he do that? I don't know what happened with him on that second line with Leon Dreisaitl, but I thank my luck. I'm also thankful for that too, Liam. Uh, yeah, he has been, he's been very, very good. And I would like to, to take this time to put out a formal apology to Ryan and the McLeod family for my actions earlier in the season. Uh, I, you, some of you may have heard, may not have heard. I, I traded Ryan McLeod to the Montreal Canadiens for Samuel Montembeau and Sean Monaghan. Now, at the time, the others were in desperate times, but I felt like this trade was very necessary for the future of this organization, and I was incredibly wrong. And so were the thousands of Montreal Canadiens fans who said they wanted nothing to do with Ryan McLeod. So uh, there you have it. Sorry, Ryan McLeod. I'm not sorry to you Montreal fans, because clearly you were all foolish for the things you were saying to me and Ryan Ryan McLeod, if you're in the chat, please let us know if you accept Probably. Liam's formal apology. Also, me hand up. Ryan McLeod is the reason why we started the goal scoring map because the man, hey, Jason says <laughs> it best, takes a big man to admit his mistakes, Liam. And that's exactly <laughs> what you are. Like I said, the McLeod, the map was made for McLeod. Connor Brown has just stolen it and made it his own thing. But uh, Ryan McLeod, when you say that, like you were wrong, Liam, I love being wrong in a situation like that. And I remember you came up with that trade idea. And that went, you got you got blasted online for that one. I remember I sitting did. in the office in the studio being like, wow, that got so many <laughs> angry responses for that. But yeah. hey, that's excellent social media game there from our boy, Liam. Um, is there anything else tonight that you noticed that we haven't already addressed before we look ahead to Thursday night against the Blackhawks? Huh. On the ice, no. But off the ice, there was obviously PK Subban popped up again on all our timelines. And I'll, I got to watch the video again. So I'll probably talk about this a little bit more tomorrow on um, Oilers Nation every day when we have that show. You'll be there, Aaron. Yep. But I just don't understand this man's problem. He comes out and he says, the Oilers have, the Oilers have on a 13 game win streak. And he said something like, six of the games, six of the seven games were difficult games, but seven of them were easy games. So 
okay, so they won all the difficult games and then they beat the easy teams. And it's just like, you know, let's what just are good teams team. supposed to do, Liam? They're supposed to beat bad teams and be good teams. Like hundred percent. And I guarantee he will be the first person to criticize this team when they inevitably lose, whenever that may be, he will give them no credit at all because they were supposed to win 13, 14 games in a row. Like every other Canadian. Oh, no other Canadian team has ever won 14 games in a row. Aaron, my, my apologies. It's just like, come on, man. Like just give him some credit and to, to also go out to and have the lack of information of saying how, uh, what did he say? How do you word it? He basically said that the depth isn't contributing as much as the top guys. And their four faces he put on were... No shit. Yeah, they put on McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nuge, and Hyman. But what he's forgetting to add is that Derek Ryan had a huge game-tying goal against the Toronto Maple Leafs, that Ryan McLeod scored the game-winner against Toronto, Evan Bouchard scored the overtime winner against Montreal, uh, Darnell Nurse had a huge goal against Detroit. Sam Gagne. Sam Gagne against Calgary, thank you. They're just getting... Sure, they're not getting massive contributions from these guys, but why should they? But they're scoring at huge times. And also, I take that back, that comment, because they are getting huge contributions from Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogel, who are literally leading this team over this period in five-on-five points. Is Tyler Uremchuk is telling me the right stats, which I hope he did. I just can't stand it. It's so so unfair to the players that that are performing to be like, oh, and it's so boring to just be like, oh, dry Salah McDavid. The power play stinks. The power play is brutal right now. So well, brutal's harsh, but it's just like, no, they're getting so much more. Give them credit, PK. And I know you're going to do it in like two weeks when they inevitably lose a game after the All Star game and you're going to go on again. It's just like, ugh, unbelievable. Ties in the chat, man. The Oilers Nation captain right there. He's saying, I don't lie, players. <laughs> My thing with PK Subban is I just. It feels like a moving the goalpost argument. Also, what the hell did Edmonton ever do to him? I don't know. He called us Edmonton. He keeps going at us. And like the things he said, those could have applied to any time. But right now, when he is saying that of being, oh, they're led by these guys and not depth scoring. This is like the one time that I can say they're getting a full 60 from everybody in the lineup, from goaltending on out, good coaching. And I'd say, arguably, this is the least we've ever depended on Connor McDavid yeah. and Leon Dreisaitl. Bat shit crazy. Makes me lose my mind. I digress. We move well, along away from PK Subban. Yes, Liam? Warren Fogel scored the opening goal tonight and Evander Kane scored the game winner. Dylan Holloway scored tonight too to give him the insurance. And their best player was Stuart Skinner. In that sentence, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid were not mentioned. Granted, McDavid scored, but they weren't led by those guys. They were led by the secondary scoring and it needs to be appreciated. PK Subban. We're done. We're done. I said earlier on pre-gaming, I want Ryan Whitney and PK Subban to get in like a Twitter beef of some kind. The whip dog wants to get back in, in the in the Oilers fan base here. He's got to def- he's got to defend us and go D man on D man. Yeah, that PK stuff is crazy. You get me. You get me all fired up. I just I hate I hate PK so much lately. I love the Pat McAfee show, and now every time I see PK on there, I just turn it off immediately because I know what he's going to talk about. But here, that's enough about that. Let's move along mm-hmm. here. Thank you, Ryan. Can you can you tweet that to PK Subban? Does this guy <laughs> not check the score sheets? Oh, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again, Liam. I'm doing it again. We move <laughs> along to Thursday night as the Oilers 
take on the Chicago Blackhawks. 7 p.m. back at Rogers Place. I don't want we're gonna live in a world where it's just there's Corey Perry isn't gonna be out there. Uh, I think I'm rolling mm-hmm. with the exact same lineup. But Liam, give me your score prediction and an anytime goal score. I'm gonna stick with the way the headlines have kind of been going for this team recently. I'm expecting a 3-1 game. Damn it. And I think that an anytime goal scorer, I'm gonna go Ryan McLeod. There you go. Ryan McLeod, anytime goal scorer, three one Oilers. They're just not winning big at the moment. <laughs> I don't get it, but I think uh I think Ryan McLeod will bang one home. I like three one. That's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like today I said I thought the Oilers offense would get back into it. Maybe I'm just trying to speak it into existence, LeVar Ball style, and just make it happen. I think it's going to be another low-scoring affair. The under caches. I'm going to say, no, Crystal's got 3-2. I'm going to say 4-1, and my goal score is going to be a Vander Kane mm-hmm. because if he got one tonight, that just means the ball's going to start rolling, and a Vander Kane always scores in bunches. And as I mentioned, the man keeps rifling the puck. He's shooting all over the ice. He has his physical presence. I think things are about to roll for him. I see Connor Brown's in the chat predicting that he's going to do it. Did somebody ask us our favorite Call of Duty? What's your favorite Call of Duty, Aaron? From Rick Bucky. Black Ops. Black Ops 2, maybe? Um, Ah, no. Mine's Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, that that was going to be my next one. I think I'm going to say Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. I'm also I'm just a straight up Warzone guy. I love Warzone. Yeah, Warzone is. Add sick. me on PlayStation. DM me. I'll give you my tag. Everybody, that actually might have been a bad idea. I don't want to get sniped by all of you. I'm not there. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out together, Liam. All right. Uh, also, final thought, Liam. I texted you during the game. Um, I think I like Alex Texier or whatever, however you say his name. Texier, I think I like yeah. that guy. I think I take that guy on the Edmonton Oilers. Complete transparency. I don't know if I've ever seen him play hockey before. <laughs> At least not enough to remember it. I had my eye on him. He was Pat's player to watch tonight before on pre-gaming. Um, I'd welcome that guy in an Oilers uniform. Yeah, he's a he's a solid depth option, I think. And for his cap hit, which I believe is 175 or 152 or something like that, one of those numbers. Strong candidate to be an option for Edmonton, I think, if they can get him at a, a lower rate and slides in right night right nicely on that left wing, also so can play on the right wing. So uh, can I add one other thing, Aaron, before we close out? Uh, leave a review for the podcast. Leave a review for, for us to recap. I was reading some of the ones on Oilers Nation every day today. I will read them out loud tomorrow on the show. So leave some for Aaron, too. He does a very good job on the show. Yeah, yeah. Tell me if I suck. Tell me if I'm good. You're still going to be stuck with me. I'm still going to be here doing the whole thing. But good call, Liam. And yeah, we're going to read some of those reviews later. Also, finally... It was Jack Michael's birthday today. Yes. Shout out to Jack. I love the cake. Louie, I don't know why you weren't wearing your headset when you were giving him the cake. That was so <laughs> awkward as he's yeah. like giving it to him. Their, their faces were so close together. I'm sure they spent lots of time together. Kiss your bros. Whatever. They got pretty close there. But uh, it was just weird. And then he put it on afterwards. Shout out Jack Michaels. Happy birthday to him. I hope, what did they say? He's 50 years old today. I think that's what they said. I hope we get 50 more years of Jack Michaels calling Edmonton Oilers hockey games. I love him to death. I was a big fan of Kevin Quinn. I was a little nervous when Jack Michaels came in to the job. 
Jack has just, he's stolen my heart in every way. The guy's great. Everybody in the chat, stick taps for Jack. Oh, happy um, birthday, Mark. Happy birthday, Mark. Everybody say happy birthday to Mark as well. You share it with a legend in Jack Michaels himself. Go Oilers, X-Ray J. Liam, I want to give a big thank you to you. Big thank you to everybody in the chat. Hey, before you bounce out, smash that like button. Make sure you are subscribed. Shout out to Pat behind the scenes today. He even stepped in for a moment on camera when Liam couldn't get his, yep, happy birthday, Mark. Liam couldn't get his camera working. Shout out to our sponsors, Alberta Blue Cross, DoorDash, Greta. And finally, Liam, let's get it in here, plug. The Nation Vacation Mm -hmm. is coming up Mm -hmm. in less than a month. You're going, I'm going, Ty's going, whole team's going. We're going to go party it up downtown Phoenix, Arizona. Flights, hotel, hockey, time of your life included for $19.99. And as you know, we're offering flexible no-flight options for $999 as well to come hang with the group and watch a dub. And I was checking the forecast yesterday, Liam. It's looking like 22 around there. I mean, it's still far away, but I think I'm going to be wearing my jersey with a pair of shorts, which is something I hadn't experienced until a couple of years ago in Edmonton. It is so, so nice to wear a hockey jersey with shorts. We did it in Vegas uh, right around this time last year, I think. And uh, now we're going to do it in Arizona. And you were kind of looking at the map today of where our hotel was com- in comparison to the Mullet Arena. And we're at just a nice, brisk 17-minute walk. Easy breezy. So please join us. I think there's only a few spots left, maybe even only a couple. So get them while they're hot. Maybe so- someone can buy Mark one for his birthday. Hey, there you go, everybody. Pitch in. Let's get Mark going. He can room with me and Gavin. No problem. <laughs> we can sleep on the foot of the bed like Liam has been offered to do at Tyler's before. Yeah. While we move along, Liam, thanks so much for doing this. We're going to be live again tomorrow, 12.01 Mountain Standard Time for Oilers Nation every day. And are we playing Liam's game tomorrow? Big Liam's game tomorrow. We also have Frank tomorrow. And yeah, talking about an Oilers win. And we'll probably dive into some trade rumor stuff today too we did a lot of talk on trade rumors i wasn't expecting it jacob chickering came up so that was big for sherwood ford giant game day we spent seriously 40 minutes talking trades and a frank's coming on tomorrow everybody get your best trade proposals ready and throw them in that booster juice youtube chat liam i love you everybody in the chat i love you enjoy that dub people we are experiencing the best stretch of edmonton oilers hockey ever in the history of anything so enjoy it Go to bed happy tonight, wake up happy tomorrow, and then tune in at 12.01 Mountain Standard Time. Good night, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.